Ecclesiastes chapter number one. During our Sunday school hour, we talked about setting goals in 2022. I want to kind of stay along that theme a little bit longer. Uh, January 2nd, you don't have uh, a first of the year all throughout the year. Just again, hopefully get started right. And uh, again, it's important. And I will say this like again, you know, don't get discouraged because you didn't reach last year's goals. And I know a lot of people don't set goals. And again, I know sometimes even preachers tell you the same thing. It's not important. But I want to just tell you that you need to continue to push forward in your Christian life. And so, again, we'll look at that a little bit this morning. I want you to look at Ecclesiastes chapter 1 with me. And look at verse number 4. Ecclesiastes chapter 1, verse number 4. Now, remember now, Solomon, uh, when he writes Ecclesiastes, we get the indication because of chapter 11 and 12 that he's at the end of life. He's, he's older. Uh, so, again, yes, the wisest person to ever live, but he's up in those upper years. And I want to tell you something. You think different the older you get. Amen. And uh, there's no doubt about that. But Ecclesiastes chapter 1, look what he says in verse number 4. He says, one generation passeth away, and another generation cometh, but the earth abideth forever. Now, church, I mean, you know your Bible. He is going to use several verses, and each verse is a different illustration of a cycle, and I'm going to just call it this, a cycle of life. And so the first example that uh, um, Solomon uses is the idea of a generation. In other words, um, you and I are living right now in our generation, and God allows us to have children then when we're off the scene, then their generation lives, and then, then they have children, and then they pass off the scene, and our grandchildren have a generation. It's a cycle of life. That's what Paul's, or I'm sorry, what, not Paul, uh, Solomon is talking about. Look at verse number five now. Now he uses the sun as an illustration. Verse five, the sun also ariseth, and the sun goeth down, and hasteth to the place where he arose. So think about that. Goeth down, arose. This morning, the sun comes up in the east and it sets in the west. And then we're going to go to bed tonight. And guess what? Lord doesn't come back. Tomorrow morning, the sun's going to be back up again. All right. So we have a cycle. Sun comes down. Sun rises again. Look at verse number uh, six. The next one is the wind. He says, the wind goeth toward the south and turneth about unto the north. It whirleth about continually and the wind returneth again according to his circuits. All right. Now, I'm not a meteorologist. But uh, Solomon is referring to the wind now. He says, listen, it's going to go south, but it's going to come back north. There's a cycle that, that even the wind's going to take. Look at the next one in verse number 7. Now he's going to talk about rivers. He says, all the rivers run into the sea, yet the sea is not full. Unto the place from whence the rivers come, thither they return again. All right, so water has a cycle, all right? That's why a river can flow and it just seems like it just keeps flowing and flowing and flowing and flowing because it, it has a cycle. And again, uh, just science itself shows that cycle as far as how God uses the heaven to recirculate the moisture. And again, those rivers continue to flow. Look at the next thing we have here in verse number eight. All things are full of labor. Man cannot utter it. The eye is not satisfied with seeing nor the ear filled with hearing. Now he mentions three things in verse number eight, labor or work. Then he talks about the eye. Then he talks about the ear. And again, the cycle. Uh, we never run out of work to do. All right, get the idea? Okay, today I'm gonna get some things done and guess what? Tomorrow there's some more things to get done. All right, he talks about the eye and seeing. In other words, our eye is not satisfied. We continually want to see more things. Uh, different things. And again, the same thing with hearing. All right. We don't just say, okay, I've seen it all. I've heard it all. Nobody has seen it all. Nobody has heard it all. Now look at the next verse and here's our climax in verse number nine. The thing that hath been, it is that which shall be and that which is done is that which shall be done. Let's say together the last phrase, verse number nine. Together. 
and there is no new thing under the sun. He says in verse 10, is there anything whereof it may be said, see, this is new. It hath been already of old time, which was before us. All right. And again, the answer to that, there's nothing new. There's nothing new under the sun. Now, I don't mean to bore you this morning as far as reading these verses and explaining. But I want to preach a message this morning on this thought. It's a new year. Renew. Church, I mean, there's nothing you can do new this year as a Christian to a degree. There's nothing new that you cannot do this year that you didn't do last year. Did you read your Bible last year? Well, let's hope so. Did you go to church last year? Yes. Did I tell somebody about Jesus last year? Yes. Did I try to lose weight? No. I mean, yes. All right. So we can go through all of those things and say, okay, it's a new year, but these are old things that we have to do again and again and again. And this morning, I don't want to talk about what you didn't accomplish last year. I want to look at that because there is no new thing under the sun, the only thing you can do this year is renew. And so I want to talk to you on that subject this morning for a little bit. Father, thank you again for your word. Lord, you again teach us as only you can with the Holy Spirit of God, illuminate our minds and hearts. May we again hear that still small voice where you speak to us in a real way, personally. Would you do that this morning? Lord, again, I ask for your help. Again, I would not say anything you would not want said. Lord, again, bless your people. Lord, I, I feel like there's some in the auditorium this morning. They're not going to set a goal just because of failure in the past or they're not seeing the necessity of it now. Father, help them, Father, to realize that this is a new year. And Lord, if you tarry your coming, Father, there's more for us to do as a Christian. And I know there won't be new things for us to do, but Father, may we re renew some things uh, even starting today. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Church family, I do not preach topically very long and we could, uh, very much, and we could stay in Ecclesiastes and we could do an exp expository or, um, or we could do verse by verse and, uh, through the book of Ecclesiastes. But this morning, I want to do a little bit topical this morning. because I want to take this word renew because it is mentioned several places in the Bible. I'm only talking talk about three of them this morning because there's really not that many. It's probably six or seven different times the Lord talks about renewing or to renew. And they're about specific things. And I want to deal with three of those this morning about this new year that we're coming into that we need to renew, renew these things in our life. They're not new to us, but they need to be renewed. The word renew is this idea of to rebuild or to repair. All right. How many of you ever renewed your license? All right. Why do they? Is it every four years or six years? Every six years we renew our license. Why do they do that? For some reason, they think in six years you might look different, way different. All right. Uh, I, I'm going to tell a secret. I probably shouldn't tell you this, but for years, I wanted to have blue eyes, okay? And so I convinced myself that I had blue eyes. I know it's a weird thing. When I was a teenager, I just decided that I wanted to have blue eyes. And so when I went and got my license for the first time, they asked you, what's your weight? What's your height? And what's the color of your eyes? So I told them blue. <laughs> and she put it down. So when I was a teenager, if anybody ever argued with me, you don't have blue eyes. I said, the government says I got blue eyes. In fact, I think my eyes are still blue. Now that I think about it, my eyes are blue. Just letting you know the government says they're blue. All righty. Now, <laughs> I want to just tell you, they're really not blue. I'm just letting you know. All righty. But they think they're blue. So that's fine with me. All right. So what I'm trying to say is, is that we renew our license because things change. Okay. I don't weigh 165 pounds like I did. I tried lying on that one. They don't believe me. All righty. 
So that what we do is we go back and we renew our license. In some cases, we renew different things. Sometimes a person renews a car. In other words, a car starts to age and they want to keep it, whether it's an antique or not. They try to renew it. They, they renew it because of uh, uh, doing some body work to it, or maybe they replace some items on it, or maybe they get a new paint job. But it needs to be renewed to keep it looking new. To make something look new, you renew it. Not that it's a new car. It's just a renewed car, all right? So this, this morning, when we come into 2022, let's look what the scripture says that we should often renew in our lives, all right? So let's look at it. Would you follow me now to the first one is in Psalm chapter 51. If you look there, David is the one that used this phrase first. Psalm chapter 51, all right? So turn over your Bible. Again, there's only three we're gonna look at this morning. But Psalm chapter 51, look what David says. Now we know what this chapter is. David had sinned with Bathsheba. We understand just from the title of this chapter, as it was written by God to the chief musician, a psalm of David, when Nathan the prophet came unto him and after he had gone into Bathsheba, that was not just a title on the top of a chapter, that's what God said. So this chapter, written by David, under the inspiration of God, he uses the word renew, but it's written in reference to him getting right with God. Look at your Bible in verse number one. Have mercy upon me, O God, according to thy loving kindness, according to the multitude of thy tender mercies, blot out my transgressions. Wash me throughly from mine iniquity and cleanse me from my sin. For I acknowledge my transgressions and my sin is ever before me. Against thee and thee only have I sinned. Jump down now into verse number nine. Hide, hide thy face from my sins and blot out all mine iniquities. Verse number 10. Let's say it together. It's a familiar one. Let's say it together. Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. Now, church, I mean, what, what David was saying to God is, listen, I sinned, I messed up, and I had, there was consequences to that sin. If you're with me this morning, say amen. amen. We understand that David, we understand that David, when his life, when he sinned against God, some things got taken away from him. God said, I would have given you such and such things. Those things are gone. He says, I'm going to punish you fourfold for the things that you have done. We understand that uh, Tamar was uh, raped by her brother. We understand Amnon was killed. We understand that Absalom uh, led a rebellion. We understand that the baby was killed. There were consequences for David's sin. But David... <clears throat> talks to God and says, okay, Lord, I've acknowledged my transgression. I know that I've sinned. And he says, would you please create in me a clean heart and renew a right spirit within me? Now, can I just tell you that we're starting 2022, and I think that there's one thing that we definitely need renewed. It's our spirit. And, and this idea of spirit, small s, but this idea of spirit is a spiritual thing. All right. Now, when you look at this, um, it's not talking about the Holy Spirit. And though the Holy Spirit helps renew us, it's talking about the spirit of man. I believe that the way David's using this verse or this, his words here, he was talking about his relationship with God. Renew a right spirit within me. And I was talking about his fellowship with God, being renewed in his spirit. And can I just tell you that at the beginning of every year, it ought to cause us to reevaluate in our life. Do we have a right relationship with God? Matthew Henry is, is, is called the layman's commentary. And if you uh, use commentaries at all, I would recommend Matthew Henry uh, as far as his commentary. Again, the commentary is not the Bible. The Bible is the word of God. The Bible interprets the word of God. There's nothing wrong with reading from other people. But Matthew Henry said this about Psalm chapter 51. He said in verse number 10, was referring to the inner person uh, who was out of fellowship with God and there was no joy. God does not take away the Holy Spirit when we sin but we grieve the Holy Spirit and thereby, thereby lose fellowship and help. I think that he, was, uh, he did a good job as far as summarizing what David had lost when he committed adultery with Bathsheba. His spirit was not right with God. 
He, he, was, he lost that fellowship and the blessing and power of God upon his life. And can I just tell you that one thing that the new year should do for us is cause us to renew our spirituality and our relationship with God. First John chapter one, verse number seven. It says, if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another. He's not talking about fellowship with man there in the context. He says, if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another. You know what the new year ought to cause us to do? It ought to cause us to renew our spirit, our spirituality, our fellowship with God. We talked about in the Sunday school hour about how we ought to define our goals. And, I'm and again, specifically referring to spiritual goals. We ought to define our goals. Why? Because we want to make sure we renew our spirit. I'm going to read through my Bible this year. I'm going to spend X amount of time in prayer this year. I'm going to do some things spiritually. Why? To renew my spirit, to make it better than what it was before. So David says, God, I sinned against you. And, I, and, and I, it, it has aged me spiritually. It has hurt me spiritually. I'm going to renew my spirit. Church family in 1 Timothy, talking about renewing our spirit. It's so many times, Brother Flowers, can you give me just a little bit more volume if you don't mind? I feel like I'm pushing it this morning. Do you understand that when it comes to uh, us in the new year, we, have, we do not have a hard time with setting goals that are physical goals, but sometimes we lack those spiritual goals, all right? Now, listen, church family, there's nothing wrong with setting physical goals, okay? Yes, you should try to keep the weight off. If you uh, take vitamins or, or doing something physically to, to set, okay, I'm going to set some goals to take care of the temple that God's given me. Can I just say, your body's not your God. We don't want to be like the lost world, okay? All right, now, this is Scott Hanks speaking for just a moment. I don't understand what a Christian needs to go to a tanning salon for, okay? I'm just telling you, your body's not your God, okay? It's not about how good you look. It's about how close you are to God. Alrighty, And so what so happens, and there's nothing wrong, I know we've got all kinds of uh, exercise places that a person can go to and uh, a person go get their nails done and your toes done and all those other things that you can do to yourself. I know, you know, my sister is one of those nail techs. She does it for a living. And she, she said I could come over there and she'd do my, do my toes for me. And I said, what? <laughs> I thought she was teasing. She says, no, we get, men to come in the, uh, she said, we get men to come into the salon all the time and get their toes done. I said, those aren't men. No, not touching my toes. Leave my toes alone. Okay. But can I just tell you that our society is made up of making sure the physical body looks very good. Okay. And I'm not opposed, and God's not opposed to us as Christians doing that. But listen to what he says in 1 Timothy. And he says this in chapter 1. You know, turn to it, but I'll just read it to you. 1 Timothy chapter 4, verse number 8. For bodily exercise profiteth little. The word little there doesn't, doesn't mean it profits little. It means it profits for a short amount of time. He says, for bodily exercise profiteth little, but godliness is profitable unto all things, having promise, now listen to this, having promise of godliness being profitable, having promise of the life that now is and of that which is to come. But you're trying to, listen, um, I, I, listen, I, 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 I want to exercise, I need to exercise, I'm trying to keep this thing to, uh, movable and usable as long as I possibly can. And uh, right now, for me, I, I can't, I don't run. I still like to play basketball. Right now, it's the, um, what are they called, the machines? Um, what's it called? Elliptical. elliptical, all right? I get on the elliptical machine for about 30 minutes. I don't on a regular basis. I try to every week for a few times. But it's the one thing I do. But you, can I tell you something? And, and by the way, it's not hard. Anybody can do an elliptical, I think. It's pretty easy. But 
our, our goal is not to keep our bodies so fit to the lacking of spirituality. The physical side is going to last, bodily exercise profit little, is going to profit a short amount of time in comparison to how long godliness is going to profit. That's why he said, but godliness is profitable unto all things. So guess what? The time you spent time reading your Bible and prayer is not only profitable for you now, but for that which is to come. That's what the Bible said, for that which is to come. I get on the elliptical for 30 minutes. I spend 30 minutes in my Bible. The elliptical helps me for the immediate little time right now physically. But the time that I spent in my Bible for 30 minutes helps me now as well as for eternity. Amen. So can I just tell you that you need to renew your spirit. And how do you do that? You renew your spirit by spending time in the word of God. It keeps my fellowship right with God. And so this year, can I just tell you, set some goals, some spiritual goals to make your spirit be renewed, spiritually speaking, renewed as far as you and God. All right. So that's the first thing he mentions. Look at the next one. Turn over to Isaiah chapter 40. Again, I know we're moving around this morning. It's a shame you have to use your Bible this morning, but what have we come to? All right. Isaiah chapter number 40. Look at verse number. I think I'll, I'm going to read verse 31 because that's where the word, re, word renew is used. Isaiah chapter 40, verse number 31. Many of you know this verse by heart. In verse 31, it says, But they that wait upon the Lord shall, what? Renew their what? Renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Now, church family, not only should we renew our spirit, but we should renew our strength. Now, church family, this chapter is an interesting chapter. Uh, there are 66 chapters in the book of Isaiah. Um, Isaiah is a picture of the entire Bible. The first, uh, when you look at your scriptures, there's 39 books in the Old Testament, 27 books in the New Testament. Chapters 1 through 39 really talks about the, kept, talks about the judgment of God upon Israel. But in chapter number uh, 40 through chapter number 66, which is 27 chapters, he is prophetical. This, by the way, what Isaiah is writing about, or writing about chapter 40 through 66, is it happens 150 years later after he writes it. You're talking about the prophecy of God. God says, okay, you are going to go into captivity. You're going to be in captivity for 70 years. You're going to come out of captivity. He talks about those things. So when you get to chapter number 40, you have a transition, all right? And look at chapter 40, verse number 1. He says, comfort ye, comfort ye my people, saith your God. Speak ye comfortably to Jerusalem and cry unto her that her warfare is accomplished that her iniquity is pardoned, for she hath received of the Lord's hand double for all her sins. Now think about that. Her iniquity is pardoned. She hath, past tense, hath received of the Lord's hand double for all her sins. Church, I mean, when Isaiah wrote this, they were not in captivity. He's, he's a prophet of Israel. Listen to me this morning. God is trying to say to Israel in chapter number 40, listen, you are going to go into captivity and you are going to receive double for your sins. You shouldn't have been serving those false gods. I'm, you're going to go into captivity under Syria. You're going to go to captivity under Babylon. For 70 years, you're going to be able to be released. So when you get to chapter number 40 and you find the last verse says, but they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. He's saying, okay, you went through years and years of turmoil and calamity and problems and weakness. He says, now I'm going to renew your strength. I'm going to give you your strength back. Now, can I tell you as a Christian, if we're not careful, sometimes our strength wavers, our physical strength. Sometimes we become weak. And sometimes that physical strength carries over to our spirituality. Listen to me this morning. There have been so many Christians that just didn't think about their diet, their rest, 
them taking care of their body, they become overwhelmed physically and the overwhelming of being overwhelmed physically has caused their spirituality to go down. They make some spiritual decisions that would have never been made if they were not taking care of themselves physically. Follow me now. God says, renew your strength. That word strength means force, your ability, your energy, all right? Now, I could talk about health this morning and I'm not the epitome of health, but you ought to take care of your body. Your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost. I think that you need to take care of it when, the way we eat, the way we sleep, as far as our rest that we get, the way we work. I think we need to take care of it. This, our body's not our own. It belongs to God. Amen. But can I just tell you that we're starting 2020 new and God says, okay, you not only need to renew your spirit as far as your fellowship with God, but you need to renew your strength when it comes to you physically. Now, I like this chapter, chapter 40, because our strength comes from God. I can do all things through Christ. We get the tendency to think, well, I can do it because I'm young. You're not always going to be young. In fact, isn't it interesting, look, the previous verse, of chapter number, verse number 31, look at verse number, uh, oh, verse number 30. Even the youths shall faint and be weary, and the young men shall utterly fail. Can I just tell you, you don't have strength just because you're young, because even young people lose strength. All right? Uh, if you don't mind, if I can just point some more out from this passage. I know we're not preaching verse by verse or expository this morning, but this is kind of interesting to me. In verse, uh, I, I won't do them all, but i just do a couple of them. But look at uh, verse number nine. What's the last three words of verse number nine? Behold your God. Look at verse number 18. To whom then will ye liken God, or what likeness will ye compare, him unto, unto, compare unto him? Look at verse 25. To whom then will ye liken me, talking about God, or shall I be equal, saith the Holy One. Now, remember in the context of verse number 31, He's, he's showing them, remember in verse 21, he says, but they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. This entire chapter, for the most part, God is reminding them who he is because he's the one that's going to give them their strength. Oh, we can't do it. We've been through captivity. The walls of Jerusalem are broken down. You know, they, the, the houses have been burnt. You know, we just can't do anything. How are we going to make it? I want to tell you how you make it. They that wait upon the Lord shall renew their what? You, they renew their strength. I know the society that we're living in. Sometimes we get bogged down because of what's going on, all the, all the things going on in our government, the finances. finances one of these days, this whole thing's going to explode. You still can't give this kind of money away and not expect it to explode. There's, I don't care how profitable the government wants things to look, this thing's going to explode. All right? It's got to. There's no way it can happen. But I'm just trying to tell you all the things that we're going through in our life. Oh, I just, it's just so discouraging. You can't make it. I'm going to tell you how you make it. They that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. And he says this, I like what he says, the last phrase in verse number nine, behold your God. And then he talks about your God. Look at your Bible in verse number 12. Again, I'm not gonna take time to read all the verses, but verse 12, who, talking about God, hath measured the waters in the hollow of his hand. Let's just let me think about that for a second here. You ever been to the Atlantic Ocean before, the Pacific Ocean? I mean, you look out there and think, man, how massive the waves, how massive, as far as you can see is water. Did you know that all the water on this earth God can put in the hollow of his hand? That's a pretty big hand, by the way. All right, look what else he says here in the same verse, verse number 12. And meted means measured out heaven with the span. In other words, you know what a span of a person's hand is? Top of their finger to the, to the bottom of their wrist. The Bible says that he can measure. Just hear me. There are in our galaxy, it's called the Milky Way galaxy. There are 100,000 stars in our galaxy. From what scientists know, and every t it always changes because they, they seemingly think they know more because of different telescopes, but there are at least 100,000 galaxies that we know of. Church, I mean, the Bible just said that God is so big that he can measure the heavens with the span, with the span of his hand. That's a pretty big God. 
He's telling them in this chapter here how, how, great God, how great he is, which he is. Look at verse number 15. Again, I, I would like to read the whole chapter. I don't think we're going to. But verse 15. Behold, the nations are as a what? Hey, don't you like that phrase? That's like a drop in the bucket. God says the nations, plural. Every nation around the world is like a drop in the bucket compared to how big God is. Look what else he says. Look at verse number 20. Uh, let's see here again. Oh, let's just pick it up in verse number 23. Or verse 22, I like this one too. Verse 22, and it, it, is, it is he that sitteth upon the circle of the earth. All right, our earth is a globe. God says, earth, that's like a chair for me. Church, I mean, that's a pretty big God. If the globe is like a chair for God. Look what he says next here in verse, um, oh, verse number 20. I'm just picking verse number 28, I guess. It says, uh, verse 28, hast thou not... Uh, hast thou not known and hast thou not heard that the everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth, fainteth not, neither is weary. There's no searching to his understanding. Uh, there's searching out. We could have took time and I know I didn't, but the whole chapter is talking about how great, how big God is. All the oceans can be put in the paw, into the hollow of his hand. You could measure the heavens by the span of his hand. He, he used the earth as a globe, as a globe to sit on. We serve a big God. And he says all of this in context to verse number 31. What's the context? They that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. If God's big enough to, to make this universe, then he's big enough to give you strength. If the nations are a drop in the bucket, what's one person? Do you understand that God wants to renew our strength? Look at verse number 29, same chapter. Even, I'm sorry, verse 29. And he giveth power to the, what's the word? Faint, and to them that have no might, he increaseth what? Listen, I know this is not the majority of you this morning, but there's people that are sitting inside this auditorium, you're going through a rough time. Nobody else knows you're going through a rough time. You're going through a rough time physically. You're going through a, a rough time emotionally. Some of you might be going through a rough time uh, financially, or in, in, and there's sure a bunch of people in here, you're going through a rough time spiritually. But can I just tell you that you have such a big God God says, I've got the answer to your problem. You need to renew your strength. How are you going to renew it? Read the first phrase, verse number 31. Together, they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. Listen, if you're going to start 2020 new and be renewed, renewed spiritually, that my walk with God is what it's supposed to be, renewed physically, God, I need strength to carry on in the journey that you've given me in my life. Then it's real simple. You need to wait upon God. The word wait there. It just simply means this, stay in expectation. In other words, just wait to see what the Lord's going to do in your life. You know, all of us have mountains and valleys in our life. I don't care. These guys that think they're on top of the mountain all the time, they're not on top of the mountain all the time. They're lying. Are you all with me this morning? There's mountains and valleys in our life. That's why David, the king of Israel, said, Yea, though I walk through the... There's always going to be a valley. Now, we don't want to stay in the valley, but there's going to be valleys in our life. And can I just tell you that when you get to one of those valleys, that's when you need your strength renewed. How do you do that? Wait on the Lord. Wait, I say, on the Lord. Psalm chapter 27, verse number 14, it says that. Wait on the Lord. Be of good courage. Wait, I say, on the Lord. We just simply need to stay or rest in expectation of what God's trying to do in our life. That's how you renew your strength. I'm tired of the Christian life, then renew your strength. I'm tired of being a Christian or living the Christian life, then renew your strength. 
Renew your spirit. Make sure your walk with God's right. Renew your strength. God can give you the physical. How am I going to take care of all these children? Renew your strength. How am I going to do what all, uh, serving in ministry and serving a, working in a secular job? You renew your strength. Wait, I say on the Lord. All right. There's one other renew that's mentioned in the scripture that I want you to notice this morning. It's Romans chapter 12. If you turn over there, Romans chapter 12 this morning. If you're still with me, say amen. amen. I do not preach topical uh, messages very often, though topical is important. As far as walking through our Bibles, look at different things. God uses this word renew. We're starting a new year. There's nothing new. So what do we do? We renew. What are we supposed to renew? The Bible says we're supposed to renew our spirit. The Bible says we're supposed to renew our strength. But look at Romans 12, verse number two for the last one. He says, be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of what? That ye may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. All right. So the last thing God says that we're supposed to renew, we're coming into 2022, 2022. We're coming into this new year. Okay, I'm not going to change my mind. All right, I'm still, I got a belief system, an assurance, a persuasion. But I do need to have my mind renewed. All right, can I tell you, I think the big, one of the biggest reasons people backslide in their Christian life is because they don't renew their mind. And then what happens, the devil puts other things in their mind. Oh, the Bible's not really true. Oh, that's what my parents taught me. Oh, I, I, don't, I, don't think I, I don't think I really need to do that. I, I don't think that, that, you know, I think there's majors in the Bible and minors in the Bible. I think that's just a minor. You know, the problem is you're not renewing your mind. You have to continually strengthen your mind. Again, he talks about growing in grace. We continually strengthen our mind spiritually. Why? And be not conformed. The word conform means the fashion alike. Be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed. How does that transformation take place? Renewing. In other words, i got to make it new again. All right? Now, the Scripture's really plain on this as far as uh, how we do that. Colossians chapter 3, verse number 10, And have put on the new man, which is renewed in knowledge after the image of him that created him. Who created you? Talk to me now. Who created you? So God says in Colossians 3, 10, And have put on the new man, which is renewed in knowledge after the image of him that created him. Where do we get the knowledge of the person who created us? In, in the Bible. So can I just tell you, if you're going to renew your mind, you have to be in the Bible. That's what you have to do. You say, well, how much or how often do I have to do that? 2 Corinthians 4, verse number 16. For which cause we faint not, but though our outward man perish, yet the inward man is renewed. How often? Day by day. Day by day. 2 Corinthians 4, 16. So God says, listen, you need to renew your mind. What am, how do I do that? I get the knowledge of the person who created me. Where's that knowledge at? It's in the word of God. How often is that new man renewed since I've been saved? That new man is renewed day by day in the scripture. Why does it have to happen? Glad you asked. Same verse, Romans 12, verse number two. And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind that ye may prove what is that what? Good and what? Acceptable and what? Perfect will of God. Church, I mean, it's important for us that we, and by the way, revival is part of renewing. Uh, in April, we've got two speakers coming in. We'll have a revival meeting in April for a week. But church, I mean, I think the first of the year is a perfect time for me to renew. What does the Bible say I need to renew? My spirit, as far as making sure that I'm spiritually right with the Lord fellowship-wise. My strength. Sometimes I get tired of the Christian life, get tired of living life. I need to, how, how do I do that? They that wait upon the Lord. 
wait in expectation for what he's trying to do in your life. Trust him. And then this last one, I need to renew my mind. This, this thing right here gets so cluttered. There is not a day of my life that goes by that I don't ask God, would you please guard my eyes and ears that I put the right things in? And I want to tell you why, because the apostle said it a long time ago. We cannot help but speak the things which we have. So church family, what affects my mind? What I see, what I hear affects what I think. What I think affects what I do. So guess what? I'm going to start the year. God, would you please renew my mind? Would you please help it to be clean? Help it be right? Help me to think right. Help me to put much of your word in and help me to do it on a daily basis that I might do your perfect will for my life. Renew your mind. Listen to me. I'm done. There's some of you in here, you have already set yourself up for failure and I want to tell you how. You have no plan. Some of you young people, you're only here because your mom and dad brought you to church today. And you're setting yourself up for future failure because there's no plan in your life. It's only mom says I have to, dad says I need to. You know what, the, the first of the year is a perfect time to set some personal goals in your life. And if there's, if for no other reason, I need to renew my mind, my spirit, my strength. I need to be renewed. I don't want to be the same. We were growing up, I don't know where my dad got it, but he had a 1946 Hudson. Does anybody know what that even is? You drove one? Is that what you're trying to say? <laughs> Your uncle has one. My dad had gotten, and I don't know, I'd be honest, I don't know the story behind it, but my dad had gotten a 1946 Hudson, and it was blue. It was a beautiful car. The inside was, I mean, it was, I mean, it was completely detailed. Chrome, bump, chrome bumpers inside. The gear shift was on the column, if I remember correctly. I don't think it was, I think you actually changed gears with your, where, anyway, I'll, I'll, uh, what's it called? Yes, it was on that tree. That's right, okay. So, but my father really, he would use it for a parade, the church would be in a parade. He'd sometimes drive it in the parade. But my dad didn't have nowhere to store it. So my dad left it outside. And the winters are pretty rough and up north. And he would put a tarp over it. And, you know, all those years, I never really thought about it. But every year it kept getting older. And we did nothing to renew or refinish that car. By the time I got to my teen years, the bumpers were completely rusted. The paint was peeling. Now, the inside was actually still like it was, but the outside was just like, it, it, it aged. I'm not even sure what it was worth or whatever they even did with it at the end because, truthfully, it just sat there. There's a lot of Christians that in your spiritual life, you're just sitting there, and you're aging without you even knowing it. Spiritually, I'm not talking about your physical age. You're aging spiritually, you don't even know it because you're not renewing yourself. You have to renew you have to say, I'm going to read, listen to me, I have to read more of the scriptures this year. I need to spend more time in prayer. I need to make sure I do something about getting the gospel to somebody. I need to make sure that I don't miss a church service. I've, why, don't, why am I doing that? Because I've got to continually get this thing to, to, be, to renew, otherwise this thing's going to go backwards. Amen. People do not just end up in the world. Demons hath forsaken me, having loved this present world. There was a love for the wrong things before he ever left to go to the world. Renew. Starting a new year, could I, could I implore you this morning? Ask the Lord, Lord, what do you want me to do new this year? What do I need to renew this year? And if it might be spiritual, it might be physical, but whatever it might be, do, make a plan. Define your goal. Determine you're going to reach it. Discipline yourself to do it and depend on God to make it happen. I'm just telling you, start the year off right. Would you bow your head and close your eyes this morning?